The stream is starting. We should be streaming live. Stream help from Lujo Sichuan, China. This is Hello Uncle Foreigner, the live stream. I am your host, Emily. And with me, as always, is Peter in the background. Peter in the background. And I'm just going to hit the button. I hit the button and nothing happened. Let's try again. Oh no, what's going on? Let's do it. So hello and welcome to the Hello Uncle Foreigner live stream transmitting from China. We take a look back at the week of making short films in a foreign country and we make at least one short film every week and this is the live stream where we talk about how that gets done. I am Emily and the disembodied voice you hear is Peter, Peter the ukulele, and we are in our new studio today, which maybe you notice looks a little different. The whiteboard's still here, but now I've got more of a set. It's actually the same room. We have the second bedroom in our house. When you rent a house in China, it comes fully furnished, whether you want it to or not. Um, I'm sure you can find it without furnishings, but um, we have the continual problem of we don't want bedroom furniture in the second bedroom, but that's what they do. So, well, yes, yeah, for a kid. So today I spent the day dismantling the bottom bunk of the bunk bed and moving all of our computer and desk and shelves underneath it, opening up the other half for some surprise fun that in in future weeks maybe you'll see i'll try to put a photo or two of the makeover on our instagram if you're really curious what does our studio look like i'd like to see it <laughs> i would too we're about we got all the heavy lifting literal heavy lifting done today uh we just need to make it look nice so yeah, check it out on Instagram. We're at hello underscore foreigner, I think. I don't know. It's in the it's in the description below. A link to our Instagram and all our social media. So check that out. I'm gonna shrink my face on my computer so I'm not staring directly at myself. Um but yeah, so that's that's who we are. We're here. And we're live from Lujo, Sichuan, China. It is 9.02 on a Saturday night. And this is what we're doing. Try to forget. <laughs> so, first up is channel milestones, but we don't have anything super exciting to report, I don't think. We've gained a couple subscribers. Our videos are still doing well, but um, the trajectory seems... It's kind of 
It's a milestone. It's a milestone. Yeah. Facebook. The trajectory is still up, and I think we're just in a. You know, we we hit a period of rapid growth a few weeks ago, and now we're adjusted to this new normal. So we'll probably. How's it feel to be on the other side of fifty? It feels good. I, I two weeks ago I was hoping by the end of the summer that we'd make it to fifty, and we made it to fifty just after our live broadcast last Monday. So that's exciting. So now I want to get to a hundred by the end of the summer. I don't know if that's possible, but. If you're watching now and you haven't subscribed, subscribe. Do it. If you like us. Do it. Yeah. What were you going to say, Peter? Nothing. Oh, okay. Um, But, yeah, so nothing, everything's good. We're getting new viewers, but nothing, nothing out of the ordinary. But that's what milestones are for. They're not, they're not supposed to be every day. I mean, what, do I want a trophy for playing t-ball? I played t-ball and I turned out fine. I am terrible at sports though. And t-ball? Yeah, I wasn't that great at t-ball either. I'm so, just, I'm, I'm competitive. I was a nerd. I was competitive in a scholastic way. I have no, no sports, sportsing ability. The sportsing? The sportsing. It doesn't, I'm not good at it. It passed you right by? Yeah. Sad. So our mild stone. Tell me. Was our video of the week? We hit twenty. Twenty on Oh, that's right. That's right. We we. Uh, we'll talk more about this later. But um, this week's Thursday feature was an Uncle Short's Mega Compendium, which featured our twentieth. Uncle Shorts. Uncle Shorts as a series. And we'll get into this a little more when we get into the meat of our podcast. Is is our it's our short take on, on different China expat vlogger life. Um, and we've made now 27 of them with more to come. It's our vlogger classic. Yeah. <laughs> it's our classic Classic, classic. classic. But, but I just would do personal check in, and then we'll get into um, the milestones. business. Oh yeah, well milestones. That's our milestone. Yeah. Do we have any other milestones? Not really. Well, then, how how are you, Peter? I'm mild. You're mild. I'm doing well. I'm. I had my first full week off from school. Which was great. I kept thinking, oh, but I have to go back to school on Monday. But I don't. I have to go back to school in three weeks. So it was really nice. I had spent... Well, I was going to, like, totally do nothing on Monday and Tuesday. But I think I ended up filming some stuff. I think. It was a long time ago. (laughs) Well, Monday we definitely filmed a live stream. Oh, yeah, I definitely film stuff on Monday mm-hmm. and Tuesday. I'm busy every day. And maybe Wednesday mm. and Thursday and yesterday. <laughs> so, yeah, we filmed every day. But that's kind of, you know, how I, I would like my life to be. I like making films. That's why we do it. That's how, as they say, you roll. Yeah. 
But I got back into my Chinese flashcards. They've been building up. And I've forgotten a lot of them, but I'm getting back into that. Maybe next week I'll even start a new lesson or two. It's very exciting to learn Chinese. And I've been going to the gym. I had a one-on-one -on -one class with a trainer just to see what that was like. And it's hard, but it's probably, probably good for me. So I signed up for some lessons. That's what that's like. That's what that's like. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's what I've been up to. You've been up to nothing. You've been up to being good. Same. Same thing. Taking the, all the things that you think that you filmed and turning them into moving pictures. Yeah, I guess that's the hard stuff. The hard part of talking about us personally is that our personal life is just making movies all the time. Yes. <laughs> this is our personal life. Talk uh, about uh, what it's like to have Chinese teacher vacation. Not just this week, but like in general. Oh, well, that's, I mean, that was our main attraction to the job. Originally, both Peter and I were teachers together at a public school, teaching middle school. And the hours were short, I think like 19 hours a week, and plenty of vacation time. Probably like between winter and summer breaks, I think it was like five months off in the year. With, at, our, at this school specifically, they would have exam week at the end of every month, so Peter and I got to take that off, so we'd had a We'd have a paid week off every month. Summer and winter vacation weren't paid at the at the school we were at. Different schools have different deals, but um, if you need a job that doesn't have a lot of work time, <laughs> being a Chinese teacher, I think, is a good, does that well. It's a good day job if you find the right school. If you're at some schools are not like that. Some schools want you to come all the time. Um, and then that that's not a good Which is it day public job. Public or private is the one. Well, tra training, training schools, yeah, they're called training schools. And they're basically like after school extracurricular lessons. And they want to squeeze every dime out of you uh, that they're paying you. All year. All year. So you get like. No vacation, work hours closer to a normal 40-hour-a-week job, which if I wanted a 40-hour-a-week job that I had two weeks of vacation, I would not have left America. Um, you already had that. Yeah, I already had that. <laughs> but if you, find, if you find a good private school, a public school, um, it's a sweet deal. But this week I actually wanted to talk about, we have two major series that we make for Uncle's, uh, Hello Uncle Foreigner, which has kind of, it didn't start that way. We kind of solidified in that path over the past eight months. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about that process of figuring out what the heck we were doing. The heck? In a segment we call... <laughs> so we our our 
nominal start date is a couple years ago that we, we opened a YouTube channel. We started a YouTube channel. But we really didn't start making videos for YouTube until this past December. And what kind of spurred that on is, I don't know, we were talking about like China, China vloggers, because Peter watches a lot of them, and kind of a, hey, we could do that too, you know. We were already blogging for years. Yeah, we have a, a HelloUncleForeigner.com has years and years and years of written stories and we both in our lives had the ambition to make movies and so it all came together finally in December we said like well let's make movies about our blog and yeah so that's our our first our first attempts were kind of vlog parodies because we didn't want to straight up just like turn a camera on and, and say what's on our mind. I'm way too self-conscious for that. Although now that's what I do. Um, every week. But in, in the film filmmaking world. I was very nervous about working without a script. Because I am a writer. And that's what I like to do. So what's up? You're a writer? Um, oh I'm a writer yeah. <laughs> and so I didn't. I don't like speaking off the cuff. As much as I do expressing myself in words that I've taken, you know, hours to days to think about. I'm a classic overthinker. But so that's where we started. And then we started building on more production technique, building on more kind of ambitious storytelling. And we figured out that we had a couple different stories we wanted to tell. Some of them, too, we have other playlists. So we, the two main playlists are Uncle Shorts and On Location. And then we have some, some secondary playlists. Um, tra tra our travel playlist, which is basically if we went anywhere and made a film about it, it goes in there. Or our holiday playlist, which groups together all the holidays. But those are really, those are after the fact kind yeah. of, Category categorizations to help people find content that they're interested in that we made. We have some music video stuff. And yeah, we yeah. Have, if you want to plug Chaiway. Oh yeah, we have our, our little art project we worked on. Um, we we did it for a couple months called Chai Wave, which thirteen was, series episode. Yeah. Episodes exploring our feelings about vaporwave. As a phenomenon and whether it counts as art or not. So read the context below the video. Yeah, there's a lot in the descriptions below those videos in the Chai Wave series. And then we made a series a few months ago based on... Um, oh, all the teaching advice I'd ever want to give to anyone. Because I have a lot of advice, but I wanted to series. like get it all out. Six-part series, Teachers Exist in China. Which, if you are looking to teach in China... There's a lot of actual serious factual content in there that I that's what I think would be helpful if I if I was coming new to teach in China these days um, that was that was my chance to share everything that I would have wanted to know. Could you say the overall bulk of your knowledge? Yeah, yeah. 
teaching-based knowledge, ESL, <laughs> ESL teaching knowledge in China. It's a very narrow slice of expertise, but I think, you know, I have it. Um, but so, yeah, we have these, we have multiple series that we publish to, but the two main ones that now our stories fit into are On Location and Uncle Shorts. And it was a couple months ago where we'd been making videos for a few months and we had, you know, been expanding our ambitions and then we looked back at our work and we're like, it's all good, but kind of tonally, thematically, it doesn't, it's not all one thing. And so we had a long... Well, not enough to make two channels. Right, right. They're, they both, you know, from their point of view, they shared a point of view, but they didn't... Um, they were kind of all over the place in terms of length or tone or am I directly addressing you in a factual manner? Am I playing a character? What's going on? So Peter and I had a, a long meeting where we wrote down a couple of different parameters of what we thought we were doing. And then I believe at the time we had like four or five playlists potential playlists mm. and then we wrote down like what makes each one each one and the big thing that before that we hadn't talked about but then after we defined it like really clicked for us was the overall length of the piece but also the amount of effort that goes into production and a shorter film with less production accoutrement we decided we'd call that an uncle short because the short refers to the audience's engagement with it but also our engagement with making it is is it's a you know faster we can pull it off yeah basically sometimes it's just me and a phone walking around outside of our apartment classic vlog <laughs> yeah and that's that's where we kind of defined like oh that's actually our take on what vlogging is whereas on location are our more ambitious pieces that you know often are longer 10 minutes or longer but it's really how much production is involved is what differentiates an uncle shorts from an on location and we're pretty happy with that differentiation and i think Making that definition for each then made it easier to write towards each of those. And I use the word write kind of loosely because Uncle Shorts actually aren't written. That's another, that's another descriptor of Uncle Shorts is that there's no script. But it is, there are topics that Peter and I have kind of tossed back and forth. Or are, sometimes I just have been thinking about them a couple of days. I rarely sit down and turn on a camera and just start talking about whatever's on my mind. Even for live streams, throughout the week, I take notes of things that I want to talk about and go from there. You are about the lists. I am. I love lists, and I hate extemporaneous speaking. So um, all, all of our material is, has some kind of preparation, even if it's not physically typing it out and writing a script up. Um, but that was a factor of, like, What's an Uncle Shorts watching on location? On location generally has a script. Uncle Shorts generally is just an idea. Um, but like I'm saying, after the fact, when we defined these, it kind of made it clearer 
what kind of story might fit in what kind of format. Which was really interesting because after the fact, it looks like we had a plan. And I'll, I'll tell you, we totally, diff we totally didn't. It was, um, we made it up as we went along and then like explicitly sat down and said, okay, we're making different kinds of videos. Let's define what they are. Because that's a big thing. I think in selling any kind of media, even if you're selling it for free, you have to be able to convey what you're doing. And I would say we went running headlong into it, not knowing what it was going to be. But the important part was that always, uh, multiple times throughout the week, have meetings to define what that is as it changes, like day to day, week to week. So that it evolved into something. Yeah, yeah. And that's... Also, we had... I mean, when we started in December, we conceived of Uncle... Uncle Foreigner as a brand and ourselves as a production studio. But we did kind of give ourselves a six-month grace period to say, like, not everything has to be defined until July. Plus, once again, Uncle Foreigner has been established for seven years. Yeah, yeah, almost we're, coming we're up on seven years. Cultivating that with looks and branding and wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. But the this phase of video production, um, we knew we wanted to have an exploratory period, and then we also knew we wanted that exploratory period to come to an end and have a somewhat more defined mission. Not mission statement. We already we already. Maybe we'll talk about mission statement in a future episode, but we wanted to have a defined way of working, and that's so now we're in that second phase of of we're I mean we're still experimenting, of course, with our films and what how we how we tell stories, but we have the workflow. Yeah, we talked about workflow last week a lot. If you missed out, <laughs> but yeah, we have a workflow. We have a framework. And we're a little more well-defined, I think, I would say. We can, we can plan easier for our experiments rather than just having to, to throw ourselves into something and, and hope that for the best. Yeah, I mean, maybe you've experienced this if you do anything creative, that when you have endless possibilities open to you, that's actually more daunting than if you have some kind of brief or limit on what you are trying to make I mean it's easier for me if if it's like right in your face <laughs> if you tell me what you want me to write rather than like well it could be anything and anything's good like give me a topic give me a format give me a, a length um give me a smile give me a smile <laughs> don't tell me to smile <laughs> but anyway so the the, the framework helps I think I mean I don't think I know the framework helps <laughs> <laughs> and then we're able to kind of do more experimental stuff within that framework and it's our own framework we're our own bosses so anything that's holding us back we can totally change um, but the rules the rules help I think <laughs> I know I know that the rules help <laughs> Um, but do you have anything else you want to say in terms of our... Our, our rules? Yeah, just what? how we came upon our, our structure of the different series. 
Well, um, it's really not that far out from, from depending on which one, like Uncle Shorts is basically just our take on vlogging. So it was just, you know, vloggers are everywhere. So you watch them, you see them and we have thoughts. So this is just our take on it. So it's just a matter of, of, of our, you know, our, our ideas, our experiments with what that is as something, I don't know, kind of average. Yeah, well, yeah, because vlogging is one of the most popular genres of YouTube channels that there are. And it is also, our theory is it's popular to do because it's, it's not cost prohibitive. If you have a camera and a face, that's all you need. You don't actually need to do any planning uh, if you don't want to. And so it's easy to get started and it's easy to just keep going. And we thought... It's a good venue for your immediate ideas. Yeah, we liked that aspect of, like, just not, without, without mitigating it, just sharing your life in a, um, you know, like, we thought Cinema Verite would be before reality TV came along and made it all fake. There is value to just being a human, sharing your human story as you think of it and as it happens to you. Uh, we're also really interested to get kind of um, artsy about it in the, in the time factor. How how does having a story un unfold in real time affect the storytelling? And also as a, a journal for ourselves to have a, a document that we could look back on and see... Yeah, you know, we're on a certain amount of a adventure, living in a different country, and what are the things that we come up against every day that are different, exciting, scary, super uncool, whatever. Yeah, I mean, that's the reason I started vlogging, not vlogging, blogging on our website, was that was basically, we moved to China, and that was my way to, like, kind of keep friends and family in the loop, and then also for me to keep kind of a personal diary excuse me, a personal diary that we could look back on, um, you know, when we're old. And, and then out of that, we have being writers, storytellers, animator, musicians, that we want to come up with something that is more put together on the production level, which is where On Location comes from. Yeah, we have we have ambitions that are more than just a vlog. Um, Uncle Shorts works as a nice little training ground yeah. for ideas. And it's also, we've talked about this a lot, instead of rejected ideas, a lot of Uncle Shorts are just like things we've been thinking about that don't merit a full treatment, but they're also ideas that we don't want to lose and and some of them are just like silly funny thoughts that we've had and and do they do they turn into an idea that we write as a piece or do they just stay a little silly thought that you convey and we put into a picture for a minute or two yeah and and mostly so far they just they they do their thing and i think 
You know, it might be years before we come back to the germ of the thought that's been in an uncle shorts, but it will always be there and we can always come back to that or, or let it, let it be that that thought needed that two minutes of screen time. And that's, that's what it was. And that's, you know, not every story is Moby Dick. <laughs> is that a good jumping point to Uncle Shorts this week? Yeah, so like this week was a double whammy of an on location that is actually seven Uncle Shorts. Which uh, last last month I was teaching summer camp, which was an all day thing, and I just didn't have the energy to do Uncle Shorts on top of on location every week. So we put it on hiatus until Uncle Shorts will be back next week. And so we thought we'd welcome it back with all a, the little guys that a got compendium. Away. Yeah. And actually we didn't we didn't plan it that way. It was again an after the fact cuz you Peter had wanted to do a bunch of uncle shorts together for a while and then we kept moving that idea around to accommodate other ideas and other scheduling things and so it just happened that this last week before or this last week that I'm I'm not doing summer camp anymore and we're going to continue uncle shorts next starting again next week that this was going to be this compendium but now again happy accident after the fact this is it feels like a perfect launch to bring that series back we figured out how the workflow for Uncle Shorts itself goes in terms of how you film it, how much time we have to bring it back, what kind of production I have time to work on it for. Yeah, so we even refined after that month break of what Uncle Shorts means in terms of we'd been doing like a a two camera shoot, a three camera shoot, and four or five. Yeah, four Uncle Shorts. Which, I don't know if, well, let's talk about, so the first, there's there's a couple of, like, mid-teens Uncle Shorts that feature me talking into a camera, but then camera two is Peter filming me talking into a camera to kind of have a um, self-aware effect of, like, this is what it looks like to be a vlogger. When you're out in the real world and, you know, you could put camera upon camera. I'm watching this camera, watching this camera, watching this camera until infinity. Which Um, is very fun in terms of being in China as a foreigner because you get a lot of our neighbors will come along along and and wonder what we're doing and sort of become part of the project. Mm -hmm. But we decided to simplify so that we can just kind of crank them out because we like them, but they don't need to take up all our time. We'd rather devote more production time to our Thursday on location piece, which is, we have like really big ambitions for that. So this, this past week and a half, Peter and I kind of decided Uncle Shorts doesn't need that device. It, It will just be probably always just me and a camera maybe not even a microphone always but whatever that whatever removes any friction from me having the idea 
and then getting it out into the world so that I don't, you know. We could do them as fast as we actually could. If we wanted to, we could do a couple a week. Yeah. Even like once a day if there was a reason to do it. But right, right, right. As opposed to on location taking a week or two weeks to put together, sometimes more. Because here's a tendency we've discovered that we have. The longer that an idea bounces around, the more production it picks up. Mm-hmm. Whether that's like, well, I have an idea and we'll do it like this. And I have an idea and we'll hang this from the ceiling. We'll put you in like, space. The longer time an idea has to gestate, the more difficult it becomes to execute. So this, like, the pipeline of just, like, idea, get out your phone, move on. Because we do want to focus our production on we want to we have a strategy that's what it is we have a strategy and um that strategy is helping us towards this goal of not losing these smaller smaller fluffier fun pieces but making even stronger our, our thursday flagship pieces and like we talked about last time is uh the the amount of ideas, but having a deadline to make sure that they get out. Yeah, yeah. If, if we let them hang, sometimes you think, well, maybe I'll put it out a day late, or then it's two days late. Yeah, it is It is all about moving forward. Because I think, again, like we said last week, the next idea is really exciting, and that's what keeps us, you know, chugging away. Sometimes we're in the middle of putting out the new video, getting down to it the, the last few days before releasing it, and we just can't wait to get to the next one. Yeah. We get confused. <laughs> yeah. But speaking of the last one, so that's how we made a lot of these Uncle Shorts. Two of them actually were practice runs for a bigger concept. Two of the specific Uncle Shorts from this week's video, I, I was practicing on my phone because we had a concept we wanted to do and so I wanted to have the story down pat um and so I was practicing like I had heard they're the both both of the elevator pieces right yeah yeah that we did we'd actually filmed something different in an elevator and we didn't do those and so what when we decided on this stripped down aesthetic I decided that those those practice runs were good. They could be the final project product. And then, yeah. And then I did four in one day, which I usually don't like to do. I like to do one in a day because I only have so much storytelling in me. And I, like I said, I, even if I'm not writing them out, I do like to kind of, think out the main points I want to hit and the structure of how I want the story to flow. But with the more practice that you've gotten, initially it was maybe barely even one a week. Yeah. And then it went up to two or three. Yeah, that's the thing is more ideas begat more ideas. So that's that's always nice. But this, I mean, we also had a time crunch in terms of filming because I had just stopped school last Friday, 
So Saturday and Sunday, we wanted to get, we like to get all, everything in the can by Sunday night. So Peter has enough time to edit. So I, I had a crunch to get all these shorts finished. So I did four in one day. So what I did was I wore a shirt over a tank top and then just like took the shirt off or put it back on. I also had a hat and glasses and a headband. And so I switched up what I was wearing. So hopefully... I mean, now that you know that, you might be able to go back and see which which are the four I did all at once. Like, really back-to-back. Back. I walked down the block, finished the story, changed in the middle of the block, kept walking down the block, and then, you know, went to the bank, and then crossed the street, did the last story, and then came home. You're like Batwoman. Yeah. I would love to have seen if there was any our neighbors that could actually watch you do it. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Um... But yeah, so that's um, on the recording side. And then the the main one that did take a lot of effort was the dragon fruit story, which we did, we ended up filming that one in the elevator and I needed Peter's help with that. That was kind of the premier piece of it all that I yeah. thought. Yeah, and we spent... You know, like 20 minutes riding up and down in the elevator. You can see in the elevator I'm pushing floor 33 and then floor 1 to just go back <laughs> up and down. And, like, people would want to get in the elevator or think we were getting out of the elevator. So we were kind of causing a little bit of... There's two elevators in our building, so it's not like we were stopping everything. And we picked the time of day where... Yeah, that it was, it was quiet. But it was funny to be like, oh, no... We're not getting out. We're just playing around with dragon fruit. <laughs> but the basis for that anecdote is I really did see that conversation take place. And it really was, I mean, the, the why, we suggest that you watch the movie, but <laughs> it was a woman offering another woman some fruit and the woman really didn't want it. And that like her rejection was quite forceful, but they're friends, and there's reasons why she would have to be forceful to out and out reject something. Because we've so. been in that situation many times where we just buckle and, like, we'll, we'll take the gift. Yeah. <laughs> Go. But it was it was interesting to see that play out in real life. And at the time, it was actually in February that this happened. I'll let that cat out of the bag. And at the time, I came home and I, like, wrote down all the details of the interaction because, number one, I wish, well, I, I don't wish that I had been able to film it, otherwise I would have, but, because it, it's weird to film strangers doing stuff. That's an interesting part about the difference between a regular vlog like Uncle Shorts, how we ended up with the two, was mm -hmm. you would hope, as most vloggers, that you can just leave the house with your camera, mm -hmm. and you're going to end up in interesting situations. Hopefully you're going to end up having a good conversation with a neighbor or somebody that runs the deli or a restaurant or yeah. something exciting will happen, um, particularly as like a, an expat um, blogger. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't always happen. Sometimes you just leave with your camera and you're like, I'm ready to get something exciting, and then you've got maybe some water. <laughs> and it's... Kind of woohoo. So, do when those stories happen, you don't have a camera with you. 
So how do you, do you turn it into a full production? Or do you reenact it? Or you just tell it like a little story? Right, like for a while we had the idea that we would invite some friends over and have them reenact the scene in the elevator. But then we just decided, you know what, let's just act it out ourselves. And so we kind of abstracted it a little bit and had Peter handing me fruits as I was narrating what was happening. And so we can illustrate it yeah. rather than actual, like, make a production out of it. Because it's, it's a quick story, and you want to tell it fast. So you don't want to spend, like, three or four days on two minutes worth That's of... the thing. The amount of effort it would have taken to, like, restage what happened, the, the strength of the story itself didn't quite merit that much effort. But it did merit Peter and I riding up and down in an elevator for 20 minutes. Um, so that's, that's the decision we made there. It's a good enough story of, of something that does happen as a foreigner in China. It's it's a regular occurrence, and it's a little confusing the first time you come across it. So there's good information, and it's a good story. Yeah. Um, that to to relay. But yeah, it's a much... cultural point I've thought a lot about. It, uh, basically, that China is a, a well. Watch the video. I have explained <laughs> it in that video. <laughs> Uh, but it's a good, I think it's a good point of culture to, like, see playing out in real life. Um, so there's any of the other videos in particular you can use as an example to, that is just off the cuff, uh, sit down, quick thought? <sighs> The uh, next week, <laughs> next <laughs> week's video, we'll have an example of that. Um, next week's Uncle Short. Yeah, next next week's Uncle Short on Tuesday has a real live. Hey, it just happened to me. Let me sit down and vlog it. Where because some because we knew this was going to be a compendium last Thursday's video, it actually has some ideas that I've had in my notebook for like since January. I mean, like the dragon fruit story since February. But this was a chance to kind of go around and collect some ideas that hadn't really blossomed into anything special yet. On their own, I don't think they'd be strong enough, but put them in aggregate next to each other. And I, that made them something. But so this, this week was a lot of ideas that I'd been thinking about for a while. And that video in particular, upcoming... Uh, is teased on our Instagram and Facebook as a, an art piece that went up last night. Oh yeah, yeah. Which is a good segue into. So in our in our Uncle Shorts, Peter is now no longer involved in the actual production. So his contribution is the post production, and he's been getting into some really creative editing. I think. Um, do you, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Well, it gives me uh, more time to actually um, use the artistic side as a painter and illustrator. Yeah, if he doesn't co have to come out on production, on yeah. a shoot, he, he has more time and energy to devote towards the back end. Yeah, or, or for uh, uh, on location, bigger productions that take a lot more time. The idea it, it takes less time for you to go out on your way home from work and film something uh, just walking home 
and then you just give it to me, and in a short, like, half an hour, hour time, I can sit down, look at it, come up with a concept of it, um, and give it a little bit more, more than just a plain blog to look at. It's not just, um, just you and a cell phone. I can add some elements into it, because I have all that extra time. Yeah, and I think... There, there are definitely ways to... It's that speed essence of like, it's like a sketchbook. Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're able to take something of like, I have, I have the time, I have an extra half an hour here to look at one piece of, two minutes of film and go like, that makes me think of this and I'll apply a certain color to it or some other elements of video or what that we have and then bang, we've got three videos for this week all in one nice little package. Yeah, and you can apply some visual and audio texture that helps get the story across. So that we're focused on your story. Yeah. But there's more than more to look at than just you sitting wherever in a garden on the street or something. Right. Yeah, I particularly liked I liked all of them, of course. But the one that you had Split screen with two, the orange and the blue head. Mm. Um, of which now I forget which story that was. That was. Oh, learning one. Chinese. That yep. learning Chinese. Um, with foreigners thinking that they've learned Chinese until a Chinese person says. Right. Yeah. What? Whether the Chinese people think foreigners can learn to speak Chinese or not, and and I liked the split screen effect because it it. It puts, it's me talking to myself, and I, I'm not acting out a conversation or anything, but it puts you in the mind of of a conversation and helps exemplify that there are two different points of view. One, one <laughs> orange and one blue, which are the Uncle Foreigner colors, by the way. Um, also UVA colors. Really? Not, it's not the same blue, but... That's where I went to university. I think we mentioned that before when we were talking about Dave Matthews. <laughs> um, so but, yeah, the, the, yeah. The, that's for for now what we're doing with Uncle Shorts are a couple little shorts that happen throughout the week that we can compress into one rock hard diamond. Yeah, so I mean, let's let's explicitly go through our lessons learned here. Our goal was to put together a bunch of small shorts to make a bigger thing, which I think we did. Yeah. The lessons learned, we kind of even further defined the difference between an uncle shorts and an on location and our vision for both of those. Ironically, by putting them both together. <laughs> um I figured out a new workflow for the shorts on my on my own on the the shoot side, and you kind of figured out some produ- uh, post production stuff. Yeah. Um, As we, uh, because we're always expanding. Now that we've got a certain amount of uh, of our what we wanted, what we what we can accomplish. Um, once you hit that plateau. Then you set out some more marks. You've 
figured out um, leaps and bounds of speaking, <laughs> speaking and using the camera so that you can yeah. just kind yeah, of yeah. go out there and, and do that really quickly. And I've learned all kinds of little editing tricks and stuff that makes everything help it happen that much faster. So we, now we take those skills and we turn everything else up and go like, well, what can we do with those? And so we hit the next group and then everything changes. So and I, yeah, and I, I think it's also set out for us the challenge to no matter how tempted we are, keep Uncle Shorts simple. Direct mm -hmm. all that extra energy into on location and and a big future project that we have coming up. Probably we probably won't publish till spring. So we'll keep you updated. But we're we're starting something pretty big right now, this very month. <laughs> and and if we start pumping up what an uncle short is, that takes time away from the other actual big projects that we want to get done. And that's... But an uncle short needs to get done. Yeah. We like we like uncle shorts, but we like them as they are. And when they grow, they it is a zero-sum game. We only have a certain amount of time in a day. It does take away from the other projects we want to accomplish. So it is... It's like an exercise in in minimalism. Which is something that... And trying to stay minimalist. <laughs> Within the, the, the time constraint of two people working continuously, you know, on a daily basis, um, there are there's just more ideas than there is time for, so... Yeah, yeah, we have, we have notebooks full that um, we might never get to. But that's that's kind of... It would suck if it was the other way around, if we were just scrounging and we didn't have any ideas. <laughs> um, so we, I wouldn't say we had any real failures this week, except for some kind of technical equipment failures. Um, which happens all the time. Which happens, yeah. Dragon Fruit, I was wearing a lav mic, but it didn't get plugged into the recorder correctly, so we didn't actually have external audio but fortunately the phone that we recorded on had good enough good enough audio um but stuff like that happens we and haven't all summer long we've been fighting with those damn cicadas yeah the cicadas just there's no way to get rid of that noise it's just so loud they just are gonna have to die off <laughs> in the fall if you're a person that watches china vloggers all summer long You've heard every of, of of the one of us vloggers have that hiss that happens all summer. Her just a yeah, it's, it's it's inescapable. Um, that's not so much a failure. That's just nature. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but I, like I said, I don't think I wouldn't count anything as failed or even like a rescued failure. Um, I think we we one thing that because of all the planning. It really helps if there is a failure to figure out how to turn it into a win. There's, there's, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's as, that's what you want. <laughs> like we've said, with the with there being a deadline, something has to go out. So if something's gone wrong, then like change plans. We, yeah, you know, yeah, we yeah. have to figure something out. So that's always one of them. It's stressful, but it's a great exercise to to just. 
have your your rug ripped from underneath you, and you've got to yeah. change it all. Which also fits in well with what we think that we're doing. <laughs> and speaking of, uh, we're defining our terms this week. Um, our our overall aesthetic, we've talked about. We don't actually want to do documentary. Um, we're not aiming really to educate. I mean, maybe implicit education, but we're not. We don't have like a straightforward how to. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. China or and, on the planet. And we have limited interest in other people. <laughs> so it's not straight up documentary, but it's also not feature filmmaking either. It's kind of, um, Peter Hessler uses this for his, he's a, he's a writer. Now he's based in Egypt, but he was in China for a while. And he has, he put out a couple books. But he uses the term narrative nonfiction, which we both um, really like a lot. The idea that, what we're doing is telling you a story and it happens to be true, but that's not even actually the most important part of it. And so that kind of shenanigans of like equipment failure and how to like, if, if, if we were straight up doing a journalistic piece and we like didn't record an interview or something, we'd have to go re-record that. Because you know you have to you have to support your story with the voices that you want in, to if, highlight. But if if we if yeah we lost something, we could re- reenact it with a puppet, right? Or or filter it through the underwater filter. Or whatever. Like we can add we can add these things that maybe don't serve the the truth. Because uh, I I don't I I. It's tricky because I'm not saying that we're lying, but these kind of thrills don't belong in a straightforward piece of journalism or documentary, whereas we think that they're totally, they're part of what we do. They're more like stories. Stories Does that make sense? That you would get around the campfire or... Yeah, yeah. down. It's not that there's like, this didn't happen. But it, it's how it happened through our eyes, so we're able to we're we're allowed. Right. I mean, we we could get into a long digression on the nature of art and journalism. <laughs> well, witness and and objective truth and <laughs> and can any one viewpoint ever really capture what's happening? But it's nine fifty, so maybe that's you know next year's discussion. <laughs> We talk. If if you do actually want to hear that discussion, let us know. It's something that Peter and I do actually talk about a lot, but it might be a little too esoteric for what we're trying to get done in our live stream. So if if you've watched to this far and you want to hear us talk about the 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 slipperiness of truth and how impossible it is to convey what's in one mind to another mind, um, say. Say ah. Say ah in the comments. So what are the other things then that uh, are a little less slippery that we need to finish up? Um. So yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's our our week in filmmaking. Um. There's no vomit report happily because uh, we didn't vomit and I didn't work with any kids this week. But I do want to just um, now that I'm back on the learning Chinese tip. I mentioned this a few weeks ago. That I had a lesson in uh, Chinese onomatopoeia. 
and there was a, a noise that my kids made for ambulances, and it's this. Excuse me, I'm a little burpy. That's not the noise they make. Mm. They say, Wurla, Wurla, for an ambulance, which I just, there's something so pleasing about that sound to me. Um, just that it's it, Wurla, Wurla. Um, I think it's a great noise. And, um, we could do a, like a maybe an, an, a three hour track of that for people to fall asleep. People. Yeah, if if you're if you have any interest in me screaming <laughs> "Wurla" to you, so you can fall asleep. <laughs> I don't think I have the dulcet tones that people want to fall asleep to. Chinese people, in particular, Chinese men, have told me that they love my voice in a way, like not a creepy way, just like. I have a, it's a high, you you hear what I, I sound mean, like. It's a high, <laughs> high pitch. Example of how you sound. Perhaps a child is speaking to you. I remember once in an internship after college, I called tech support because I was networking all the printers and I needed some help on something. And the guy asked me like if my mom was around and I was like, I'm 22, come on. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, what? <laughs> I sound like a child, but get over it. That's the sweet flavors. People love the sound of a child. But I do, I do get complimented on my voice, and I, I, I don't mean to generalize, but it has been, it has, the times that it's happened, it's, it's been, come up. it's been men that tell me, maybe women have told me too, actually. I don't know, but I do get complimented on my voice over here. And I've never been complimented on my voice in America, except for one time I was working at the hardware store. That's where I worked during college. And a customer told me that my voice was full of money because I could do voiceovers and play children's parts because they don't want to hire actual children. I mean, that's why Nancy Cartwright is, has been Bart for the past 500 years. Um, I did I did some research and it turns out it's harder to get into voiceover work than just showing up, so I didn't go that route. You never tried the war law though in America. I did not bring war I'll have to bring war law back. <laughs> um and that I'll I'll fulfill that promise of this voice that's full of money. Bringing war law back. Bringing war law back. But yeah, I just I think that's so delightful. Whirla, whirla, whirla. Because we've got more of like a skanky honk, don't we? We, we do ee-oo, ee-oo, ee-oo. Leave your ambulance noise <laughs> transliteration in the comments. <laughs> but uh, I also learned... Oh, now I, I, I should have refreshed before... Because I did a whole lesson on onomatopoeia, and so like a crowd of people is wu yang wu yang de, which to me doesn't sound that close. But there's something that's like pili pali pili pali, which might be thunder, or it might be fireworks, that's supposed to or it might be dripping water. Yeah, yeah, it's supposed to sound like like in English. We, I don't know. I can't think of. 
can't think of any onomatopoeia in any language. But um, yeah, it's a pili pili, the pili pali pili pali of I think that might be dripping water. If you're Chinese and Sounds I'm and I'm butchering water. this, don't tell me in the comments. Just know that I'm sorry. I'm sorry <laughs> for being a bad student. <laughs> the dog goes. No, the dog goes wang wang. That one I do remember. There you go. Yeah. Redemption. Wang wang. Um. Any entertainment recommendations before we go? I'm still playing Night in the Woods. It's getting, I'm getting into the rhythm better. Last week I complained, Night in the Woods is a video game, an indie video game that does not have a lot of challenges. It's more of like a plot driven mood piece, but I feel like I'm getting into it a little more and it really does it's like a warm blanket <laughs> um, and I can't really well whatever that was last week's recommendation yeah, you, 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 and I'm liking it better so still still recommended even more um, but my jerks pick for this week is the bird and the bee which is Inara George, who is a singer, and some friends do it, did a whole cover album. And this is so old. This is like more than maybe 10 years old. But they did a whole cover album of Hall and & Oates, and I've been listening to that to the past, for the past few days. Yes, it's been driving Peter crazy. <laughs> but <can't> go for that. <laughs> oh, no can do. But Inara... Miss George has a beautiful singing voice and a kind of like jazzy mod sensibility to her. And these songs are just so catchy. I mean, say what you will, but Hollow Notes is catchy. Maybe they're not cool, but they're catchy. They're talented. They're talented. <laughs> Peter's not a fan. But it's a fun, if if you're not Peter, it's a fun album, and it just has been in my head for the past few days, and so I've been so playing. Peter's not picked for the weekend. <laughs> Peter does not pick that one. <laughs> Peter's now wishing we were still on Steely Dan. <laughs> yeah. Just canceling out each other's places. Let's try this. But I found out, I got kind of kicked back on this memory trip, because it's an album I had back in back in the day. Um, but I kind of threw an internet wormhole. Daryl Hall has a, a web show that he invites people over to his garage and they play. Um, I can't tell if it's on hiatus and coming back soon or their website just says we're coming back soon and they're never coming back because you never know. What's been abandoned. Their most recent episodes are from 2016. Live from Daryl's house is not my entertainment pick, however. <laughs> um, but if you wanted to know that Daryl Hall is alive and well, is is still doing stuff. He's making TV on the internet. The last I saw before we moved here, they were reluctantly together on QVC. So. Things are going pretty well, I guess, if they're in the house. <laughs> He's back in the house. <laughs> but so that's your Hall & Oates Minute. Mm. 
And you have no entertainment picks. No. You pick not Hall anything but Hall and Oates. No. Although, uh, in the blogger world, we enjoyed Globix uh, G L O B I K fourth installment of his Yunnan trip today. That was fun. Oh yeah, yeah. He's a fun. He's a fun vlogger. If you're looking, if you don't, he's. Way more famous than us. It's more likely you've heard of him than us, but if you have heard of us and not him and you're interested in China vlogs, he's really funny and clever. And um, I recommend. Yeah. That's Peter's recommendation. Wobick. Wobick. Uh, we'll, put a, we'll put a link somewhere. Somewhere. Maybe there. Probably there. No. But I think that's it for this week. That's all I can Ending transmission from Lujo Sichuan, China, and I just have left to say, noodles to you. Mm-hmm.